Good morning, everybody, and welcome. And it's nice to see some extra people here today, and we're delighted to have you, so thank you for coming. Today we celebrate the Feast of St. Margaret Mary, our patroness. This parish was started in the year 1947. Um, prior to that, St. Margaret Mary was a mission of St. James downtown. So it was started in 1947. There was a small church, a small rectangular church over in the south uh, east corner of the parking lot. And within uh, four or five years, it was too small, so they had to add a wing. So from that time onwards, uh, the church was, it was sort of like a V, if you will. And then in 1969, uh, because of, again, because of growth, huge growth, uh, this church here was opened. It was opened in the year 1969, and it had cost just over a half million dollars. It would pro probably cost a little more today if, if you were to build it, just a little, of course. So um, here we are, and um, our patroness is St. Margaret Mary, and to be honest with you, I came here in 19 and, um, 1985 and as pastor, and I was happy with the church, I was happy with the people. I can't say I was really happy about St. Margaret Mary being the, the patroness. Uh, one of the reasons I wasn't happy was because I didn't know much about her. I had read a small pamphlet, but that was it on St. Margaret Mary. So, obviously, I knew that she was born in France in the year 1647, uh, and that she was a visitation nun, and that she only lived until she was 43 years of age. She never left the convent. And so I said, well, does it make much sense that that distant lady is the patroness of an active community here at St. Margaret Mary. So I, I wasn't too happy about her, I have to be honest. But then, but then uh, after a while I said to myself, you know, if I'm going to hang around here, you know, indefinitely, then I better take the time and the opportunity to learn a little bit more about her. And that's what I did. And there wasn't that much to learn other than the fact that, you know, as a child, uh, she had rheumatic fever. She was in hospital for four years. Uh, her, her family were well off and then they lost everything. Uh, and so they were poverty stricken for a number of years. So it was what you call, it was a challenging childhood. Anyway, at the age of 23, she, jo she joined the convent and as I say, from 23 until she was 43, 44 years of age. It wasn't that long a time. But I think what distinguished St. Margaret Mary above and, beyond, all, beyond, above and beyond all else was her prayer life, because she didn't accomplish anything else of any great significance. But her, her prayer life was constant, and it was dedicated and committed. In fact, I think her prayer life uh, especially her relationship to Jesus Christ. It could be summed up in one sentence, and this is not my sentence, this is hers, and this is what she says. She says, I, I need nothing but God. 
and to lose myself in the heart of Jesus. I need nothing but God and to lose myself in the heart of Jesus. And certainly I think that's what she attempted to do in her life. You know, she, she sort of spent her time at the, feet, at the feet of the Lord. So her life was spent in contemplation. She was rewarded for it. That is, she had a number, she had a number of private revelations where uh, the Lord spoke to her and he revealed himself as the sacred heart. He says, behold the heart which is burning with love for you. And in, in telling her that, uh, that his heart was burning with love for her, he also told her what she needed to do to in, sort of enhance her spiritual life, which I will not get into at this point in time. But then he also told her that he was choosing her as his instrument to reveal his loving heart to uh, the larger world. As he said to her, he says, behold, he says, the heart that loves people so much and is loved so little in return. And in a sense, that was uh, France at that point in time, okay? It, it, the word people were, were, were Catholic, but they weren't very dedicated to, to their church, to their faith. And it was sort of, the, it was said that sort of they were cold as far as their faith was concerned. Now, unfortunately, uh, St. Margaret Mary, uh, even though she was given her mission, she didn't get to fulfill it because uh, her own community, most of her own community, didn't believe that she had revelations. I think perhaps uh, at one stage a mother superior did, but the rest of the, the community didn't. So she had a very difficult time because in a sense they made fun of her. She had a very difficult time trying to live through, live through that experience. But eventually, after a period of time, uh, people, the con people in the convent and, and around the area came to believe that she indeed had these private revelations and that the Lord had given her a commission. But then she died at the age of 43, so she didn't have an opportunity to fulfill that mission in her life. And it was about 40 years, 50 years afterwards that, uh, that uh, St. Margaret Mary and her name and what she stood for, uh, it was 50 years later that, uh, that all of that was revealed to, to the people of France. And what you find after that is that devotion to the Sacred Heart, uh, after people began to, to embrace it in France, it began to, in a sense, uh, it began to uh, sort of uh, move quietly through France and also through other uh, European countries. And what I found interesting is when I was growing up in Ireland, um, when I was 10, 11, 12 years of age, in our uh, kitchen, there was a large, a large picture uh, of Jesus with the burning sacred heart. And I never really understood it because it wasn't just in, in our house. Uh, other homes in, in the neighborhood also had the, same, had the same burning heart of Jesus. And even my mother, my mother when my mother prayed, uh, and she prayed a lot, but the sacred heart was very much, was very much a part of her prayer, okay? Uh, 
So again, at that point in time, I didn't understand it. But all of that emerged from uh, this woman, this one woman, St. Margaret Mary. And in a sense, to, to uh, sum up the life of St. Margaret Mary, uh, one of the phrases uh, in the Gospel reading today sort of uh, puts it very, very well. It says, uh, in the Gospel it says, I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to the childlike. So as a childlike person, she had that revelation. Now, personally, I, I talked about that often enough, but I always felt, I always felt that there was something, there was something missing in terms of my own sort of uh, appreciation of St. Margaret Mary. And it took me years to figure out what it was. Uh, and it was not so much related to Margaret Mary that I found it out, but in relationship to a passage in scripture, it's actually, it's uh, chapter 10, verse 38, it's from Luke's gospel. And it's a story, it's the story of Jesus visiting Martha and Mary. And we're told that Martha welcomed him with delight and that Mary sat at his feet. And then we're told that uh, Martha busied herself with the details of hospitality. But after a while, she got a sort of upset and she said to Jesus, she says, are you not concerned? Are you not concerned that my sister Mary has uh, left all of this for me to do? And Jesus, tell her to help me. And Jesus said to, to, uh, to Martha in response, he says, Martha, Martha, he says, you are busy and upset about many things. One thing only is necessary. And Mary has chosen the better part. One thing only is necessary. Mary has chosen the better part, meaning contemplation at the feet of Jesus is most important. And for me, you know, why this was sort of uh, trying to, as I say, I didn't really uh, understand the significance of it earlier, but where it has significance really in terms of in parish life, uh, there's always that question of action versus contemplation, uh, busyness on the one hand versus prayer. And sometimes people are of the opinion that, you know, if I'm involved in apostolic ministry, that's what's most imp important. What, what Jesus is saying actually to Mary uh, and what he's saying to all of us is that, uh, apostolic activity, he's not saying there's anything wrong with it, but what he's saying is it's not what comes first. What comes first is your relationship with the Lord. What comes first is, and like uh, Margaret Mary, kneeling at the feet of Jesus. And I think all of us are encouraged to do that. And you'll notice uh, more recently that we have a new parish logo. The parish logo is, is a burning heart. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure you've seen it uh, on stationery or somewhere else. But I think that it's a reminder to all of us that that burning heart is the sacred heart, which is an invitation to each of us to deepen our own spirituality. So as I conclude today, I would like to conclude with, uh, with uh, words that Margaret Mary didn't use, but I think she would have used if she got the chance. And it was a relationship to what is going on at this point in time. You know, we're going through this crazy pandemic and people are, you know, finding it difficult. It's a difficult time 
in people's lives. And sometimes we're not really sure where to take it or where to go with it. So I think that what Margaret Mary would say to us today is really, she'd say to us or give us the words of Jesus in today's gospel reading, where Jesus says, come to me, says all you who labor and find life burdensome and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon your shoulders and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. Your souls will find rest, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen.